Pit Guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Epoxic Enterprises. Well, here we are. Hi, are you are you here, Zach? You're just sitting there, kind of grinning. I am here. You you all all functioning, ready to go? Yep. Yep. Good. We got we we've had a couple weeks off. It's it's time to get a good episode in. Yeah, but I have to tell you what this uh it's been a pretty quick turnaround because we had Oklahoma, and then uh, we leave for Sturgis next week. So there's not a lot of time between races. Nope. We uh, we took last week off. Uh, we were. What did we do last week? Uh, we putting our lives back together. We went to music in the park. That's what we did. Oh, that's right. We had a nice family evening. We did. And, it, you know, it was great because we were sitting around wearing hoodies because there was chill in the air. Very different than two weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were sitting around in our underwear. Next to Satan's butthole. Yes. It was Also awful. known as uh, Northeastern Oklahoma. So, no offense, Mid-America uh, Outdoors. We love the facility. But. Yes. So here's the deal, right? I, I've lived in Colorado for most of my life. I moved up here when I was, when I was 16, and I moved from eastern Nebraska, uh, southeastern Nebraska to be specific. So I, I grew up with humidity and muggy temperatures and 100 degrees. But I moved up here to Colorado in the Rockies when I was 16, and I've been here since. I'm almost 40. So I've been here longer than I was in Nebraska. Since then, I have forgotten about the anger, the pure hateful spitefulness of Midwestern summers, okay? So here I am sitting around daydreaming about all this shop, these dreams for a shop and and like maybe we could start some sort of RV resort and oh, Mid-America Outdoors is in Oklahoma, like it's kind of you know, century located. It's good for hitting races. Hey, I could move back there. Real estate's cheap enough. And here I am just thinking about it and making all these plans and dreams. And then we drove to Oklahoma in July. And I get there and I was like, oh my, I have forgotten all about this. Needless to say, it has quashed any dreams, has quelled any aspirations whatsoever of ever moving back to the Midwest. I expected that, um, rightfully so, because I have not forgotten. So awful. So in the and so I've been gone from Nebraska a long time, like like it said, like sixteen to now, like this been, you know, a lot of years. years. Yeah. In that time frame, I have been back home twice, once for my granddad's funeral and once to help my folks move off the farm. And both of those were a while ago now. So in that, in that many years I've been away from home enjoying the wonderful summers of the Rocky Mountains, I just, I've just forgotten what it's like back there. So it was a good wake-up call, head back there and be like, yeah, this is, uh, I, my, my body can't handle this. I uh, I made a personal vow to myself when I moved out here 14 years ago, never to go back between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Hmm. Seems like a safe plan, right? Uh, due to the Mid-America acquisition, I decided <laughs> to put a pause on that terrible decision. 
Like I said, we loved the facilities. Mid-America was incredible. I, we we do need to give an instant shout-out to the Robinettes. Yes. The owners. I mean, great people. You guys, you guys don't understand this. If you haven't been there, like, yes, you're sweating and it's hot and miserable. But you know what? They've got a pool. Two pools. And even better than that, they've got a freaking lazy river. And a bar. And a bar right next to the lazy river. So... I mean, it's it's doable. Like the, the facility is incredible. The vision that they've had, I, dude. I don't know. They're just like building stuff left and right there. Beautiful place and super gracious hosts. Yeah. Uh, Jason let us use his personal shop and lift through our engine swap. Yep. I, I don't know if I should even advertise that or not, but literally, we've never met these people, or I'd never met these people. And I walked up to them and, and just asked if we could use it, and it was pretty much an immediate yes. Yeah. I, I think Jason's words were, you shook my hand and looked me in the eye, you can use my shot. Yeah, and, and these are the type of people, because, you know, I met, uh, met him back in uh, uh, the area the Mo- BFE. Yeah, Moab race. At Moab. And the most gracious people, the most kind-hearted people, like... They give you the shirts off their back. There is something to be said for Midwestern hospitality. Maybe we could convince them to not have the race in July. <laughs> or we just do it. And it's it's like, you know, uh, one, one of those, uh, what do they call it? Uh, a, pe- a penance? You do a penance? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, you know, like in Catholicism, you have to do a certain... Thing to atone for your sins or whatever. <laughs> if that was atoning for our sins, I will never sin again. <laughs> it's called purgatory. 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 Yeah. There you go. Oh. Yeah, it shows you what we know about uh, liturgical. Uh, I actually, of the faith back I actually there. took college classes about that, but I don't remember going those days. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, brief touch on Oklahoma. Good race. Fun mm. race. Super hot, super miserable, but we did do an engine swap. We were in Jason's shop until 4 a.m. Yep. We should share this awesome story. This is probably my favorite story from the race. You mean what happened right around 2 a.m.? Oh, yeah. All right, so we're we're doing this swap, right? Like, I am extra loopy. You got to watch my uh, my doing stuff with Hopper episode. You literally hadn't slept in 48 hours. Yeah, because we left Wednesday night, and I drove through the night, got there Thursday and then all Thursday night, we did the engine swap. So I'm delirious. It's 2 a.m. We're just kind of getting ready to wrap this the, swap we, up. We start the swap at 5 p.m. Yep. And uh, we go from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. So nine hours. Yeah. Um, nobody comes into the shop. Yeah. The no big, beautiful shop. No one's been in there. The fans are running. It's It's cool. Um, it's, it's, you know, quiet, it's quiet. We're getting stuff done. And then I'm like, also while we're at this point in the story, we should give a huge shout out to Kenny. Yes. Kenny Gould. The guy shows up, Joe's brother, freaking Kenny mad dog Gould. Couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. So continue. So we're in the shop. It's 2 AM. I've, and stuff starts happening. I think it's delirium setting him. I'm just like floating around. You're talking about mermaids. Like I thought, like 
all, I hear this noise. It sounds like there's a DJ, like there's people everywhere. I'm like, I don't know. This is some sort of fevered dream I'm having. The humidity's brought it on, the lack of sleep. And then Zach's looking over there. What I'm looking, I'm like, oh, Zach can see what I can see. He must be tired too. Literally at the stroke of 2 a.m., every door in this beautiful, huge shop opens up. And I'm going to say, in reality, probably 100 people. But yeah. in honor of the greatness of this story, let's say 200 people. Yeah. All of a sudden, these people flow in. A DJ. A DJ. A live DJ Walks sets up, up with his DJ thing, plugs it in, immediately starts playing rap music. Like, and, and okay, in their defense... Uh, it was good rap music, like, from my youth. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm just like, Immediately, and I'm not even going to be sexist here, guys and girls, both, standing on tables dancing. Yeah. Within two minutes of the doors opening, full rap music, people dancing on top of tables. There's pizza. I immediately panic, because we are responsible for Jason Robinette's shop. In my mind. <laughs> and all these people come in, and I'm thinking, oh, crap. He's going to think the pit guys are throwing a rager in his <laughs> shop with his personal bar. Like, and then I see Jason walk through, yeah, talk to some people, and leave. And so I'm like, well, he, he must know these people. Uh, what's going on here? And so... Then uh, you went and talked to some individuals. Yeah, so I just kind of like, I'm like mumbling and like slurring my speech. I go over like this one dude. I'm like, what the hell, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, the, the, you know, they're, they're employees. The bar's shut down and they want to keep having a good time because they've been working hard all day. Well, they just move the party here. And keep in mind, we are now working on the car, wrapping things up, having to literally yell at each other <laughs> because the music's volume is at 11. Yeah. And, and we're uh, not talking about like a boombox. Like this is a full on like big, like Mackie speakers, you know, it legit sound system. I mean, at one point we were looking at each other like, is this really happening? Yeah. Uh, another name drop here in the middle of all this. Freaking Joey Beck from MAO walks up and starts, Oh, hey, man. What you doing, boys? You guys here to party? And we're like, dude, we're putting an engine in. No one looked at us twice. Yeah. Like, they just thought we belonged there. Yeah, like this is normal. Joey thought we were there to party. We're like, dude, we're still working. I mean, that dude was freaking sunburned. Oh, my. Holy smokes. Half the people there. Look like lobsters. Holy smokes. I mean, I look like a lobster at the end of the deal from the lazy river. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy night. We start up the car, and we drive it out of the shop. Again, no one even looks in our direction. Incredible. Yeah. And let me tell you, every night at 2 a.m., I heard the party start. I, I, oh, man, there's a moth hitting me. Goodness. That was probably one of the cool highlights. The Lazy River also a highlight. You know, um, everybody at the facility, super nice, very yeah. friendly, beautiful facility, um, very dusty race. Yeah. We were very filthy. We were so filthy. Um, I will share my experience. I rode with uh, the Smith Brother racing team. Uh, I rode with Jared Smith. 
Has a beautiful truck with a service body. What is that? Was that a, a 550 that he had? Yeah, it was, it was a heavy-duty yep. chassis. Uh, he never put a aftermarket fuel tank in. So I drove the whole way to Oklahoma in a five, F550 getting 8 to 10 miles to the gallon on a what felt like an 8-gallon tank. <laughs> in reality, I think it was about a 20-gallon tank. We literally stopped every 100 miles between Denver and Jay, Oklahoma, to fill up his truck. Wow. It took a little bit to get there, but Jared uh, was a great, very gracious driver and host. He politely put his iPad up on the dash so we could watch Netflix the whole way there. <laughs> uh, that was great. Um, the only downside to going to a race with Smith Brother Racing, and Josh and Jared, I hope you're listening to this, um, because this has now happened to me twice, the boys like to leave the race early. Like, they finish the race on Saturday, and they load up, and they go home. And they miss the whole party on Saturday, afternoon and Saturday night. But I was not willing to do that. Well, you know what I just heard come out of your mouth, Zach? This has happened to me twice. Uh, fool me once. Blah, 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 fool me twice, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What's that saying go? I feel like the problem lies on your end. Well, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to hitch a ride home with our buddy Rich, Birch, yep. and uh, big thanks to him. Big thanks to the Smith Brother Racing Team for taking me out there. Well, first not of all. only did they take us out, take you out there, but they helped, like, Smith oh, Brother yeah. Racing, Josh Smith, Jared Smith, like, they brought... All sorts of tools down to the Abby, garage. Abby brought uh, the new wiener dog with her. Yep. Willie. Willie the wiener. Willie the wiener. That's going to cost me some money because now i got to buy a new wiener dog. <laughs> hit him up, hit Willie the wiener up on, on the gram. He, he needs some followers. Um, but, so uh, uh, so I, I catch a ride with Rich home. Here's the problem with my whole flaw. Because Josh called me while we were at the pool, relaxing, maybe having a... An adult slushy. <laughs> um, I think you might have been drinking a Truly. I don't know. So, it had strawberries in it. Yep. So I just quickly figured this out. I go over to the, their camper. I get all my stuff out. I bring it over to where you guys are camped. I just throw it on the ground. I go back to the pool to continue the, the good times. It wasn't until about 9.30 at night when I realized when everyone else went into their air-conditioned campers and trailers, I had nowhere to sleep. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I spent the last night in Oklahoma uh, outside. Yep. 85 degrees in the dark. And, and the only rain that happened the whole time yeah. was that night. It was it was tolerable until 4.30 in the morning when it started to rain. Mm -hmm. Then I was just thinking, this was probably a terrible decision. So I uh, rolled under your truck for a little while. I could not sleep because I was afraid that you would run me over <laughs> in the middle of the night. So I went and slept under uh, the Bachman's Motorhomes canopy. Um, it was a long night. Yeah. Sounds like it. But it was all part of the adventure, man. Yeah. What a, it was a good trip. Yeah, um, it just, you know, I, I have to say it was super fun. I took my wife and kids out there. This was kind of a family vacation. Just because it had the, the little splash pad and the pools and the lazy river. Um, my poor kids, they've never experienced 
humidity ever. ever, period, in their entire lives. I was there when they got out of the truck, and they immediately got sour attitudes. Oh my gosh, you were so cranky, and bless my wife, she dealt with them the whole time. Like, I'm running a hundred different directions. Well, she had, she had a com some of those slushy drinks, too. Well, you know, whatever it takes, Zach. Um, I, I'm running a hundred different directions, doing a million different things. I Not sleeping. didn't do anything with the kids all week. Megan, she did, like, took care of them and fed them and clothed them. And even though she was hot and grouchy, too. So, huge shout out to my wife for keeping the kids to on, on, the, on the tracks. Because it could have gone south real fast. I mean, while we're sitting here talking about how great your wife is, I'm going to sit here and brag in front of you two about how smart my wife is. She yeah. did not go on the trip because she knew. She was smarter than every single one of us. See, my wife... She knew. My wife grew up in, like, Montana and Idaho, so she really had Didn't heard know. stories. No clue. But no clue. So she was like, hell yes. No fault of her own. She just had not ever been to Satan's butthole. Yeah. So <laughs> she got to experience it. Ugh. So I, I think, though, they had a, enough fun in the amazing facility that is the MAO compound that I think... If we have the good fortune <coughs> of racing again in July, they'll accompany us back. Maybe. Or maybe not. So here's the other funny thing that I noticed. Uh, we all brought tons of food, as we usually do. Oh, my God. We literally made none of it. it was, I actually brought home more food than I took. It was too hot to eat. Well, they had like 15 food trucks there. I still was too... I was Incredible like, food trucks. Oh, they smelled so good. But every time I put food in me, like I'd have to go like sit in a 9,000 degree porta potty. They had like air-conditioned... Well, the one Jeff chose was not air-conditioned. <laughs> but they did have like air-conditioned bathhouses and stuff, yeah. which is nice. I don't recall paying for any food or drinks. I'm going to have to credit everyone's wives, girlfriends, and whatnots to continually buying me french fries, <laughs> tacos, hamburgers, uh, slushy drinks. Um, between Jennifer Bachman, Jen Gould, your wife, Rich's girlfriend, like, I ate pretty good, and I don't think I ever paid for anything. So, this is probably a good time to talk about... Oh, here we go. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to be friends with Zach, be prepared to uh, shell out a lot of money. He's an expensive date. I, I feel like I'm a pretty cheap date. <laughs> uh, I beg my my uh, bank account would beg to differ. Anyway, we love Zach for all of his faults. He is fun to have around. I did get us an air conditioned shop to do an engine swap in in the middle of the night, and that's why we love Zach. Yep. And for all his faults, he actually doesn't have that many faults. He's like a good old-fashioned Kansas boy that's just relocated to the mountains. And he has the, poor, the misfortune of choosing bad friends such as myself and Jeff. I don't know that you've gotten me in as many pickles as Jeff has. Jeff gets everybody, oh, yeah, everybody in pickles. Himself. Yeah. Jeff is the pickle master. Yeah, here we sit on a Friday night. Pickle master, it's a thing. Yeah. So anyway, yep. to wrap up that whole story, great facility, great yep. time, Ultra 4, MAO, Robinettes, awesome Wonderful. folks. Can't wait to see them all at Sturgis. I see we're getting another driver appreciation or racer appreciation dinner at Sturgis. Oh boy. Uh, we should talk about Sturgis a little bit. Your first time. My first time to Sturgis and 
first time to the Buffalo Chip, and during bike week, also first time to see Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh man, I don't know if Snoop Dogg's ready for us. I don't think Snoop Dogg's gonna notice us. No, probably not. <laughs> but it is gonna be a good time. We are taking the hogs. Yep. And by hogs, we mean the Groms. Yep. It's going to be I think you're bringing your actual hog, Zach. I, I, am, I am bringing the big bike and the little bike. Yeah. Uh, and I'm bringing my wife, yep. who I'm excited to take on the back of my motorcycle and experience the sturgisness of South Dakota. <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty epic. We're going to get to go through a parade through the Buffalo Chip on Friday night with all the race cars. That's pretty sweet. That alone last year was probably like top three experience. Uh through the racing season um yeah it's gonna be fun we've just about got the small car back together a couple of small things we gotta fix uh joe's got the big car back up and running good um few little kinks to work out after we did the engine swap um but that's gonna happen with any engine swap. yeah you do an engine swap until 4 a.m in the morning i thought we actually in the middle did, of a rave yeah we did pretty good yeah um, except for the chick that almost puked on the race car in the back of the shop. That was a little concerning, but uh, she, feel, gut, she gutted it. She yeah. swallowed it and went back in and kept on So I wish, keeping on. I wish I could have uh, got her name to give her a shout out because she was definitely a, she was definitely a trooper. Yeah, big time. Um, also, also, uh, Kate, you know, my super duty, I've got a six liter. Oh, this is the saddest story of the whole I trip. I pulled this race trailer. Perfectly, man. About, you know, 14,000 pound Toad's gooseneck. Toad's so good. Pulled out there, pulled back. How heavy do you heat. think that trailer is? Well, I was talking to Joe and with the, the cargo in it, we seemed to think it was sitting right around 14K. The thing didn't even squat your truck. Yeah. Like no joke. Mind you, when I did my dually swap, I put F550 springs on it. So it's a pain when you're riding around, even with a bumper pull of the Jeep on it. But that gooseneck, man, it was beautiful. So you it, were so happy when you got there. Oh my gosh. It was great. And I, I, I bulletproofed it. When I first got it, about 20,000 miles ago, um, I did the whole EGR delete, put a new oil cooler in it, uh, ARP head studs, all of the stuff that they say to do. I pulled out there, pulled back, went to bed. Next morning, had to return the race trailer to its rightful spot at Joe's shop. And I'm pulling it empty. All the tanks have been drained. The car was out of it. Went up red dirt. And uh, my, Red Dirt Hill, the mountain. Yeah, our Red Dirt, Red Dirt Hill. It's a big, big pole outside of Granby. And my uh, head gaskets went to see Jesus. Wah, wah. So I'm gonna redo the head. I'm not gonna redo the head gaskets because I don't have a two-post lift to lift the cab. A friend of mine's gonna do it, and we're going to do. We're gonna O-ring each cylinder. Um, which is similar to fire ringing, only it's it's less of a race mod, more of a clamping mod for pulling engines. And hopefully that will be the last time. If it fails again, it's going to get a Cummins swap. Duramax! Hell no! IFS, man. We're going to go to Sturgis. Hopper's riding with me and Casey to Sturgis. We're going to come back, and you're already going to have a Duramax bot. That's my prediction. I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna be sitting in that cramped, tiny little back seat of your four door. That's Duramax have the tiniest back seats ever. 
I'm be I don't sit back in the there. back seat. So Zach's going to be listening to Florida Georgia Line and his freaking, I, I don't know, Taylor Perry or Katie Ta- Swift. Taylor Perry. What? No. It's, it'll be fun. I have to say, though, uh, both of my daughters, for most of the trip back uh, to Oklahoma and back, I like to listen to Octane on satellite radio. Octane and like um, lithium, and I like rock. I like to get down. But uh, most of the trip there and back, they wanted me to play the um, Taylor Swift station. So we lis- I've listened to more Taylor Swift in the last month than I think I have my entire life. I, I was going to say I've seen a change in you. You seem to be happier. I, I've, I've, I'm gravitating towards cardigans at this moment. That's a song. Breakup songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I mean, that's, that's like a small fraction of our lives the last month. You know, I'm, just, I'm still over here trying to figure out how to get my own shop. I, I just I just want to build race cars. I want to do fab work. I want to do Cummins swaps. I want to do solid axle swaps. I'm trying to figure out. I thought I had a lead on a shop up here, but that got shot down. That was a little disappointing. Um, we uh, Good news, another project I'm working on uh, that I'm forcing you to help me work <laughs> on. Uh, we're a few weeks away from the Taylor Park UTV rally yeah. in Taylor Park, Colorado. Uh our friend Alan Yoder, he was on the show a few weeks ago, back in June, uh, organizes that. Um, we had a little brainstorming session the other day. We have got some great ideas for this year's UTV rally that we're going to bring in. Um, I'm super pumped about it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good, good week. So speaking of that, I don't know, because I can't pull a camper because I lost a head gasket. I don't have a place to stay in Taylor Park. Alan did say I could spoon with him, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, be a, a burden to it's others. It's going to take a lot of Alan Yoders. On whose part, mine or his? Both. Oh, well. Anyway, so I've got this. I've got this slide-in pickup truck camper. It's a uh, Hallmark Guinella. It's like a really nice 2008. Maybe you should bring the pickup camper. Watch my latest episode of doing stuff with Hopper. I'll give you kind of a tour of the inside. I cut up a Chevy Silverado 1500. Oh no, no, you're not going to do it that way. It's going to sit in there. I'm going to build a trailer First out of the truck ever. bed. It's going to go in the, the, the slide in's going to go into the truck bed. The and truck then, bed trailer. The truck bed trailer. Mm. And I'm going to tow it behind my Chevy Silverado Suburban. It's going to be great. And Is I'm it gonna, not going to hit? The overhang's not going to hit the. No, because it's, I'm going to, it's going to have, it's going to have, this is the frame of the truck is still, I stripped the cab and the it's motor off be the so frame. It's so unbalanced. No, it's perfect. It's going to be great. Well, this is going to go along great with one of our pit guys, Taylor Park Rally uh, projects. We'll, we'll elaborate on that as we get closer, but yep. this, this is going to be, I can see where this would fit into what we're trying to do with the rally. All I know is, Zach, sometimes I don't appreciate you taking advantage of who I really am inside and exploiting that for your own purposes. You'll find out more about this as we get closer to the rally, you listeners out there, but uh, I just want to be loved and accepted and well, not made fun I, of. Well, I will give you a shout-out. You bought me four, four boxes of sweet tarts yes. tonight uh, from Dollar General. Yep. 
I was not a believer that you were going to actually find them or buy them, but you did do that. It was buy four, get one free, so I kept the fifth one myself. I'm totally down with that. I owe you $4. No. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you owe me for a lot of other things, just not sweet tarts. Mostly just fuel. That's that's what I owe you for is fuel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, great. Well, I, I, that, that's enough about us. I feel like we should, uh, who's, tell us about our guest tonight. Oh, man, tonight we got, uh, we got old Chuck. Everybody in Ultra 4 knows Chuck, right? And uh, Fookin' Chucky, mm. I think is his uh, Instagram handle. Funny guy, always uh, willing to dish it out. Definitely can take it, especially after his journey. Uh, to Oklahoma. We'll talk a bit, a little bit about that. But yeah, Chuck Crossland is co-driver Randy uh, with Crossland Motorsports. Uh, we're going to talk to Chuck a little. We're going to talk to Chuck a lot, and he's going to tell some funny stories. Uh, and then Randy's going to tell us about the build he's got going on, which we are super excited about. Mm-hmm. We are totally like going to hitch our wagon onto him, man, because this is going to be a cool deal he's going to announce tonight. Dude, I just get excited when people do cool stuff, yep. uh, cool automotive stuff. And these like, these dudes are like all the other guys we've had on the podcast. We haven't had a bad guy or a bad lady, a bad person on this podcast well, yet. Well, at the beginning, it was a little oh. bit of a rocky start. I mean, we haven't, we, Bachman. we haven't mentioned the worst guest in a while. Uh. Um, but Chuck and Randy are super cool dudes. Yep. We got to know them a little bit in Oklahoma, and they're doing some really cool stuff, uh, yeah. which we're all about. So I'm super pumped to talk to them and hear about what's going on, and just to get a recap of what's been going on the past couple months and and what to look forward to. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get a little word from our sponsors. We'll uh, we'll call up Chuck and uh, yeah, great open segment. I don't. Even, we don't even need to apologize to our listeners. That was entertaining. Well, I mean, we should probably issue the blanket statement. Sorry, uh, none, all all references were fictitious, and blah, any any similarities were blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blanket statement. Okay. All right. Quick word from our sponsor, and we'll get Chuck on the line. Hypoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming, was created by two normal guys with a simple goal in mind to create a more affordable option for everything off-road. Hypoxic started over 15 years ago with a love of Jeeps and rock crawling. While Jeeps were their gateway, the growth of the UTV industry couldn't be ignored, and the racing bug came shortly after. Hypoxic has a true passion for everything off-road, from racing at Ultra Force King of the Hammers to weekend cruises with the family. Whether you're a first-time UTV owner or an experienced racer, Epoxic Enterprises is here to help you build the machine of your dreams. Ride safe, ride often. Epoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming. All right. We're here, we're here with the man and the myth, the legend. We're here. I'm not talking about you, Hopper. What? That is rude. Nope. Uh, tonight, we got our guest all the way from, I would call NorCal, right? Northern California. <laughs> Actual Northern California. Not, Actual, legit not Northern California. California. We've, uh, we got Chuck Crossland on tonight from Crossland Racing. Uh, he's got his co-driver in the shop with him, Randy. 
we got to hang out with these guys at uh, Oklahoma. It was great. Uh, well, it was great for us. We had fun. It, it wasn't good for you guys. You shouldn't have been hanging out with us in the pits. But uh, no. we, we can get into that later on why you were hanging in out in the pits. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. We enjoyed getting to know you guys. And uh, you look a lot cleaner now than the last time we saw you. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, it was a dry, dusty, moist, wet experience. <laughs> All at once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and like, then the dust, like me, I was sweating like a stuck pig. So every time a car would go past, it was a dust cloud, and the dust would stick to me, and I got back to the camper, and not only did I have uh, cockleburs in my underparts, but uh, I was covered in mud. You had mud rings like a redwood tree <laughs> it was glorious you could tell how old i was in heat years <laughs> so yeah man i uh have known you for a little while i i saw you at races when i started going um didn't really get hooked up with you guys until we started hanging out with those uh rowdy boys over at uh grounds racing and fire river racing mm -hmm. um and once we started hanging out with those guys, we, we kind of get introduced to you a little bit better. Um, so, so give us a little bit of background, man. What, uh, what class are you running? Uh, tell us a little bit about your car. I mean, everybody knows, knows you on social media, right? Um, but we, we might not know things about you. Gotcha. Yeah, so we, uh, we're running a twin-turbo 4800 car now. Started it with the 4500 class, just battle axe, rock donkey. Uh, I actually bought from a guy I was pitting for. But uh, what started it all was I got bored and decided to build a rock crawler one day and built the Jeep, did it completely wrong like three different times, did everything everyone told me not to do, but still did it and had fun. And, uh, back in the old pirate days, a post popped up from Dave Cole saying, hey, we're going to chase the Nora for the first time. Who wants to go? And I went, well, that sounds like fun. So I hit him up and said, I want to go. He's like, what do you got? I got a 63 CJ5 with a V6, a doubler, and one tons. It's like, want to drive that from Ensenada to Cabo and back? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's only a couple thousand miles. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Jeep had a whopping, I think, like, thousand miles on it beforehand. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, so me and my dad load up, and we pulled up down there, and he saw it and went, wow, this is going to be an experience. And uh, that kind of got it booked. You know, we drove through the night, through the day, everything you know. I got pictures of me and actually in Hot VW Magazine. We met up with some photographers there. Uh, towing the, I believe it was the Oli, I think it was the Oli Bronco through a silt bed and just dragging them. Uh, met up with some cool class one guys. Drove them in four wheel drive, four low, all the way through the night to get them to their chase truck. Uh, that's where I met like uh, the Hartmans and just Shipman, all those guys. And then kind of got hooked and went to Hammers and 
yeah, it's been an addiction ever since. I just want to go fast. Yeah. So as many folks have told us, you went to Hammers and then it was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. We went to Hammers, went to Health, went, worked on cars and then just kind of, uh, but kind of got burned out on it. Uh, kept trying to play the big block game and just got burned out, wanted out. So I bought the car as a roller. Had it just about paid off about the time I finally told my wife at, at lunch with the kids. And, oh, by the way, I, I might have bought a race car. You know, strategic. I mean, she's probably not going to kill you in front of the kids, right? <laughs> what was that? You oh, oh. She, that was a strategic move on your part, right? Like, she's not going to kill you at a restaurant in front of your children? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was absolutely. She really thought I was kidding. And it was almost paid off by that point. It was actually hiding out in a buddy's shop. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like next level. Mm-hmm. I like to have yeah. my stuff in my garage too much. Like my wife knows right away when I have something. Oh yeah, no, she, she really had no idea. Man, that's and, kind of bad. Kind of, and then just kind of campaigned into that car. I, I crashed it. Randy and I crashed in uh, every possible way you can think of. Up, down, pirouette, roll it, barrel roll it, flop it, flip it. I and that was, a, that was a 4,500 class? Overdriving the car, so we bought a new car. Hmm. And then built it during COVID. And that, so that you started with the 45, the new car you said you just built during COVID. That's a 48, right? 48. Yeah, Liberty Mountain Fab 4,800 chassis, long chunk car. So I think the first time that I ever remember seeing you at the race was in uh, Moab, not this year, the year before. So Moab yep. 21. And I was like, whoa, this dude's in a driver's suit. Like he just finished racing and now he's like pitting for somebody else. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's one of the big things like Randy and I will do. Randy, get over here. Stop <laughs> Come on, you're, you're a rookie celebrity. Uh, that's one of the big things we like to do. It's just we help everybody. So you know, at, at that point, I was still just getting into ultra four racing and meeting people. And I, you know, you hear all these stories, and I was like, whoa, this is legit. This dude got out of his race car and pitted for somebody. Like they're not kidding. Like everybody helps everybody at these races, like competitor or not. And I just yeah, I think that race, I think I probably we probably fueled five or six different cars even oh you were running around like a madman because no one was that was during a lot of the pop, the fueling changes no one had all the stuff so we're like eh, well where's your fuel drums hmm. there was one one team it was a couple gals pitting for their husband or something and those poor gals were just lost well and that just, was that was the same race remember we saw somebody's they were bringing their kids across the course through pit road and people just started screaming like get the freaking kids out of here the kids and the yeah. dog can't be in the pits like and we right. were like whoa man these people are serious and for good reason i mean it was kind of and it's working on everybody's part that's the cool part you yeah know? and it so like I said, everybody kind of knows Chuck right yeah. I mean you're you're a funny guy you you love to make funny jokes um but you're always like helping somebody 
um, that's where I see you most of the time is, is working on a car at the races. Uh, I do think it's funny. The other reason I remember meeting you was at the driver's summit last year when Dave Cole said, all right, who has questions? Chuck, sit down. <laughs> like, he called you straight out. So immediately I was like, okay, this guy, like we need to remember who this guy is because he must be important if Dave told him <laughs> to not talk. Yeah, no. Uh, important at a whole different level. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk a little bit about like how you kind of got it started in, in racing and ultra four, what got you started in off-road four by four, take us all the way back to the very beginning. Like tell us about how you started out your first rig, you know, you know, like some people, they start out on an ATV and move up. Like what's kind of your story. So we, uh, we played with quad, quads for a while with the kids, um, kind of took the typical hiatus when they were, you know, younger. Um, literally, the Jeep was, I needed some therapy. <laughs> I needed something to do. I'd never built one. I'd never wheeled. I'd never done anything. Went, okay. I'm going to build something. This, this has got to be cheaper than building a hot rod. That was a really bad choice. <laughs> You know, car shows where it's like shade, grass. Well, you know, we we actually just entered a car show and we uh, did it with our friend Tom, Prendergast, you know Tom. And uh, the whole time, Hopper and Tom and I and uh, Seth, we were like, why do we not have hot rods? Yeah. Why are we not going to car, car shows? Car are way easy. This is, this is cake, well, man. And even drag racing. I mean, the worst that happens, you're a quarter mile away from your car trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And someone will come get you. Yeah. Yeah. I bad life choices. I tell you what. CJ5, it started, it had a bunch of renditions like everything before it ever even left the shop. I think my first wheeling trip, we took it to Rubicon Mm. with a 16.5 rims, 39 aha claws. Yeah. It was uh, was bad. Yeah. That's. OG right there, 16.5 rims, man. You don't see you don't see that anymore. <laughs> and that transitioned into like some Hummer bead locks. Okay. That's what we did when we went to Nora. We still had those on it. And that car was fully locked up. So you'd make a turn and it'd do the three-wheel, three-wheel steer around the turn. Uh, no, the, the Jeep was just kind of a fun hobby. And I kind of feeling but the racing's the racing's the addiction still do you still wheel for fun like that's something we always hear for guys yeah no you're both shaking your heads no <laughs> uh, my, my jeep my cj has been in two parades in three years and that's probably the most it's done hmm. well and yeah. you know i i totally get that because you know i am not even like a racer i'm like a, a glorified like car sort of builder i i put arms on stuff what do they call them on yellowstone buckle bunnies is that what you're like a buckle bunny yeah apparently i'm a buckle bunny um you're more bought not built yeah see right anyway i don't even do anything and let i i haven't been wheeling for fun at all this year my jeep uh i need to put a new transfer case in i've needed to do that since last year and i still haven't done it just sitting in the driveway 
So I get it. You know, you start going to these races. Like I said, I don't even like really race and it's time consuming. So yeah. My Jeep's needed axle seals for probably three years, mm. maybe four. And it's sitting on my old Dodge rims with wheel spacers so I can just move it around occasionally. Nice. I mean, I yeah. went I went wheeling for fun like a month ago, and I'm going again in a couple of weeks. Like, maybe you just need to get your game together, man. I just need to find a different job. Yeah, well, that would help too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what do you do, man? Like, I even asked you, like, what do you do for a living? Because this is always a good question. People ask us, like, how can you afford the time or the cost or whatever? Like, what do you do to make racing happen? So the best part is my wife gets it. She's, uh, you know, it's work hard play. Uh, so I have my heating and air business, which I run by myself with a helper. Uh, but my full time eight to five jobs. I work at the college at the local, local university doing refrigeration work. Hmm. I five. Then I do my heating and air after work and on Saturdays on the weekend. And then my wife runs our family gas station. So see, that's the key that I'm finding with all these guys. And, and I've had people ask me this before. I get a lot of heat because I've always got motorcycles and a razor and a camper or whatever. The key is, if the wife works, then... Oh, no, 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 none of that goes to the race car. No, no, no. But it just makes your life more right. functional, mm-hmm. right? My wife is too uh, social. Like, she wants to be around people and be with people all the time. I'm like, man, if you didn't have a job, you'd go nuts. Like, you have to be out there, like, working with these people, which then makes them more understanding when we're in the garage all the time right plus it it does help pay the bills a little bit Hmm. a lot bit in my case yeah yeah the race cars funded from basically the ac business and the college takes care of insurance wife children yeah unfortunately nothing is taking care of fuel costs right now so (laughs) no and no, uh, but but I am pretty good at my math, and my wife has yet to figure out how I can roll into the gas station when I get home from a trip and put 95 gallons of diesel in the motor home only holds 100. He's like, Didn't you stop and get gas? I said, Yeah, I put like 10 gallons in it to get here. <laughs> yeah, so, so she funds it in her own unhappy way. And do you do you, it was one of Here's a question because I love monsters. Is one of the perks of, of being related to a, a person at a fuel station is maybe mo- you get free monsters? Yes, hell yes. Oh, that's that was awesome. regularly. <laughs> that's I uh I think I need to buy a gas station. <laughs> well, I, I oh uh, come to California. <laughs> I, I uh I actually worked at a gas station in high school. Um, that's been 22 years ago. So I think that the, uh, statute of limitations has passed. <laughs> oh, but I easily drank my paycheck worth in soda and ice cream sandwiches and sub sandwiches. Perfect. Oh yeah. You'll put on, you'll put on a, a solid 20. Yeah. 20. I'm, 
I'm pretty sure the week after I quit, all of a sudden the people at the gas station were like, we instantly became profitable. What happened? <laughs> we had to get rid of the popcorn machine in the store. Oh. Dad had it. And we just sit there and just eat popcorn. Uh, like, I don't really like popcorn, but I eat it when it's there. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anybody that actually likes popcorn, but I don't know of anybody who won't eat popcorn if it's available. I'll be walking around like the hardware store with their free popcorn eating it. I'm like, I don't even like popcorn. Why am I eating it? Yeah. Well, because it's free and it's right there. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things that we had that we had to get rid of because fat kid kept kicking in. <laughs> the fresh oh, Freaking yeah. Jeff. We got a race car driver behind us. We're actually working on his own race car. Thanks, Pink guys. Yeah. You're doing great. Well, somebody's got to pay the bills, man. <laughs> oh, it sounds like every time he hits that impact, he's stripping something out. I know. Someone needs to go over there and watch him, make sure he's not breaking anything. <laughs> he did break the car last race, so. The screw, the bolt I'm putting on. Is... Yeah. So <laughs> let's bring up the last race because you guys had an epic adventure. Uh, I use adventure loosely. We just went through a trip. I'm not even going to offend you and say it was similar. We went through a trip that had a lot of struggles uh, to go to Montana. Uh, folks that listen to the show have heard it about it. Your guys's trip uh, from California to Oklahoma, 10 times worse than Hopper and I's trip to Montana. Easily. That's pretty rough. I'm pretty sure, I think at one point when we were in the pool with you guys, I was doing the math and I was like, you guys spent more money than anybody here and you didn't even get the race. Yeah. 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 It, maybe it's too soon. I don't know. Is that too soon? No, no. I've had about a week to recover. I, I can talk about it now. <laughs> uh, it's just, we've all had these trips, right? I mean... And you've probably had trips not quite this bad, but but before, we're not everything no. worked. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, as you know, I, I dished a lot of crap out for my buddies, and it was so bad, they called me. They're like, no, this is bad. <laughs> I can't even poke the bear right now. <laughs> like, I've had guys just now start to call me like, is it okay to talk about it yet? They're like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to give you crap about it. It was so bad. Well, and like you just kept posting and it just kept getting worse. Like at one yeah. point I'm like, they're, they're just being funny. And then you posted something else and I'm like, holy crap. They're like building a fan shroud on the side of the interstate. <laughs> we, we still haven't fixed the headlights, which we lost on the first night of the trip because that kept getting moved down in the priority list of repairs. Mm. Or Joe drove like 30 miles with just the fog lights pointed at the ground. Oh, man. Wow. Like I yeah. said, we've, we've all had one of those trips. Mm. At least one. Yeah. Usually most yeah. of them. Well, if, yeah. it makes, if it makes you feel any better, which it won't, but I have a, a six-liter power stroke that I replaced the head gaskets on 20,000 miles ago. And uh, 
I got back from Oklahoma. And All the way to Oklahoma and back, 100 plus degree temperatures. Yep. Everything's fine. I'm returning the race trailer back to its storage lot and I lose my head gasket again. So at least I made it home. So, I mean, I can't really compare my story to yours, but, you know, I, I, I do feel a little bit for you. Yeah, do you still wing nuts on it like Browns did with that Mopar motor? So you <laughs> get them off to do head gaskets? You know, I think this time around I'm going to, and I might throw some uh, monster cans in there for extra clamping power too while, while I'm at it, you know. Yeah, because my motor home, motor home and race car is still not home. It's still in Wyoming. Oh my. Yeah. So there were flights at the end of this trip, like back and forth. Like I was totally lost. Like you were in Colorado, then you were in Wyoming. Then I think you were in Denver again, then you're back in California. I couldn't keep track of like what direction you were going. Yeah. we planned, The original plan was to leave everything in Wyoming and then go back, fly back, prep the car a little bit and go to service. Yeah. I so were flying back. Wyoming on Sunday and throwing the Hail Mary at the car and hoping we can make it to Sturgis. Well, I mean, I hope you're at Sturgis because we're going to be at Sturgis. Yeah. Were you at Sturgis? You were at Sturgis last year, right? Well, I got points for being at Sturgis <laughs> last year. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> spicy. Well, Stur- Sturgis is epic, so you got to be there. So... And your car is in good hands, right? Isn't it? Uh, you're storing it with Jeremy Jones. Yep, it's sitting on his lift. He called me and told me it's hemorrhaging oil all over his floor. Oh, um, he could be pulling driving. your leg. Huh? He could be pulling your leg. No, no, he's not. I know what it's doing. So <laughs> we roll. We're going to roll all fresh bearings in it, rods and mains, and uh, hope to bring back some oil pressure. So it's. Friday, Friday night, you're headed out there on Sunday, you said? Head out Sunday morning, yep. So we will be headed through Laramie on Thursday morning. We should be there about 8 o'clock. Um, it's going to be too late for us to help you with anything, man. But yeah, we, we'll look, we'll keep our eyes peeled in case we see yeah. you on the side of the road. Headquarters on the side of the road. <laughs> oh. oh, you might have just committed this to like, we're going to be like, the next Tom Prendergast here. Hey, I I mean, I'm pretty. What's, what's that? that? How big's the trailer? Can we fit the car in there too? <laughs> I mean, never say, you know, never say no, never say never. But I, I, have, I have bailing wire and I have duct tape and I have found with those two things, you can do a lot. So I wouldn't give up hope, you know? Yeah, we race car Jenga with Prendergast to get both <laughs> cars in the I saw pictures that looked intense. Well, we started doing it at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, man. That was after the electric fan idea didn't work. Wow. And were yeah. you planning on like going out with Tom at all? Like, were you guys going to no. like meet up in caravan? Nope. That just kind of worked out that. Yeah. Joe called the next four sap in the off trip in the direction. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom and Seth are great guys. I yeah. mean, you couldn't, you could have called. Well, so Tom came and picked up the trailer down at the bottom of that big hill climb thing. Uh, it, it, it's, like, it's called the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm struggling to get up that hill, having to stop three or four times to let it cool down. And I see them come up behind me, and all of a sudden I see a giant cloud of black smoke. 
he blew a boost toast. Oh. I call him. He's like, we're just going to keep going because if it stops, it might not start again. Uh. <laughs> so, so he's rolling up with a boost line blown off of it. It's just like, this is just horrible. So maybe I'm reconsidering. Maybe we're not going to hook up with you and Laramie when we go through. We're just going to bomb through. Just blast through. Yeah. yeah it not, took us days to get through Wyoming last night. I'm not even going to tell you where we're filling up with gas, man. I don't want you anywhere close to my trailer. <laughs> Let's get there. Away. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Zach does drive a Duramax, and he's always, like, sitting on his high – his high little horse crowing about how, ooh, my Duramax is so cool. Look at me. Look at me. Well, I have to open my hood to put Def in. Freaking loser. <laughs> anyway, so if we hook up with you and he blows something, it would make me feel good inside. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just I, a little yeah. bit. I mean, all I know is that my air-conditioned seats and my independent front suspension will probably get me there pretty hey, out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pinky out. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, the guy was that was at the race that gave me a ride back and forth with the air conditioned seats that were out there in the pits. Yeah, yeah, I was literally about to just turn around and just let those cool off everything that was hot. Over here. Uh, they were dude, you talk about miserable. That was like. Oh, those pits in Oklahoma, man, dude. Were so, so it hot. was worse for me because. I was like, oh, I got to use the porta john because I have like some bit of a intestinal issues. I'm like, ah, oh, there's the porta potty. Well, I didn't want to walk out on like in front of the walk of shame in front of everybody just in case an O-ring let loose. So I went behind the trucks through the woods to get to the porta john. And I forget Oklahoma has things that grow on the ground, unlike Colorado. And I was wearing my shorts, which I don't usually do, and a pricker bush went up my shorts and so then the rest of the freaking race i had cockleburs up in my junk it was awful ridiculous uh, i thought i thought it was we weren't helping <laughs> i thought it was pretty incredible <laughs> yeah so i got back to the camper and it took a cold shower and uh spent a few minutes doing some uh pruning picking <laughs> Some harvesting. Maybe someday ESPN can make a 30 for 30 episode about this. <laughs> oh, my god! You continued to pit yeah. despite the pain. Well, and by pit, I mean I stood there and sweated profusely. Yeah. So. I mean, we did. You remember us talking to Tom on the radio, right? Oh, yeah. We told him to just go find JT and hit him because that's the only thing he had to like, hit on that line. Yeah, at one point he's like, I just hit an eight-inch tree. He was just started calling out different tree sizes he was hitting. No longer like I hit a tree. Oh, I hit an eight-incher. Oh, there's a six-incher. I was like, oh yeah. I, I think the one that ended his day, right? Didn't he say it's a log home-sized log? Yes. Yeah, they just stopped at that point. Yeah, and then so someone said, uh, "Well, carve your initials in it." And uh, I, I feel <laughs> Joe and Tom were here. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like the tree was too broken. Yeah. They did some damage. Just so everybody knows, if, if you haven't seen, if you weren't in Oklahoma or haven't seen any of the race feeds from Oklahoma and you're listening to this, just picture 1930s Dust Bowl reenactment, only maybe dustier and hot. It, the dust was incredible. 
I'm thinking more like pick out like a tree grove and close your eyes and just run as fast as you can. Yeah, that's even better. After after downing two handles of Everclear. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. So <laughs> let's talk about this season a little bit. Uh, you ran hammers this year. Um, you're on the West Coast. I haven't really looked at your guys' points. You're running for West points, I would assume, and national points. We were. Um, getting the fat zero at Jade with a double points race probably just – if we go to Sturgis, it's just going to be for fun. Oh, that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> we are yeah. completely out of the running. So you're probably going to like podium then because you're just going to run it till That's she blows up, right? How my luck would work out on that, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about Hammers, man. We, you know, Ultra 4, Hammers is all of our thing. Like, give us a little bit of history, man. When was the first Hammers that you went to? First Hammers would have been four years ago. Maybe, maybe four years ago now. Yeah. So I probably went, I think I went one year before we raced. And you pulled uh, up and you got the same bug that we all have, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that just that just solidified the deal. Yeah. And it was kind of cool knowing like Shipman and you know Hartman's and those guys. Knowing like a little starstruck with it, knowing some big names. You know, I met I got that's where I met JT was at that Nora race. He was stuck in the silt bed. You know, me and my old man had to help push him through it. He couldn't get buckled up, so I got really personal with his berries. <laughs> Back in place. I'm pretty sure he threatened to stab me, because that's just what he does. And, yeah. But yeah, it just... It is, cool. it is funny how... I mean, like, everybody knows everybody, right? When you go to these races, like, we all see each other at all these races. And sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, man, like... I'm a pretty outgoing guy. I don't have a problem walking up to most people and asking to talk or, or visit or whatever, but man, there's some of those guys that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if we can walk up to those guys and just be like, Hey, how's it going? Um, but every time we do like, everybody's totally cool. Like, I mean, a star in our world, right? Like the biggest of the big names, like are still pretty normal guys. I mean, Lauren Healy lives in Farmington, New Mexico. Right. I mean, he's he's a normal guy, but man, I don't know if I could walk up to him and just be like, hey, Lauren, how's it going? How's the Bronco running? Like, <laughs> he wouldn't know who I was, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it de definitely, you know, like I've been watching hammers and, and ultra four a lot longer than I've been participating in it. So I already have my like my race gods if you will you know like somebody some people are like oh my gosh there's peyton manning or like oh there's tom cruise you know like but i'm like oh there's shannon campbell oh that's robbie gordon like you know like these big names and if i you when i get well let's be honest you could care less about shannon campbell man you just <laughs> i don't know what you're just, talking you about you just want to you just want to talk to i don't know what you're talking about shannon campbell's friend what, what i don't know what you're talking about anyway Bobby. Oh, when we were in Mexico with the Hartmans and all those guys, we 
and we end up going with uh, Robbie Gordon down on the beachfront. Oh. Just sitting next to him, just talking to him. It was a trip. Totally starstruck moment. Yeah. And just normal dude. And then uh, ran into him at a, ran into him at Hammers, I think, that two years later. They were out uh, helping a car during, I think, the UTV race. Hmm. And we were pulling lines off the car to transfer fuel. And it was most of those guys are all pretty legit. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you're always, you know, you feel that, like, you get all Twitter-pated when you get close to talk to them, and then you start talking to them, you're like, man, I don't know what the, why I was so scared. But, well, and uh, then, then we go to a race like Oklahoma, and Chuck and Randy are just hanging out with us. Like, yeah, who, who, who are we? Wow. Like, geez, man, we've, we've arrived. We're, we're hanging Randy's out with the rock star. Yeah, well, <laughs> we like I said, we started – for better or worse, we started hanging out with that uh, John Grounds fella, and uh, yeah, yeah. his. Well, that's the thing. I, I still question my life choices with that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I man, John Grounds is a is a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I mean funny, haha, or funny weird, but you hang around. No, yeah, you hang around guys like. <laughs> we're around it's guys like that, and people just keep coming. I mean, I had a good time hanging out with you guys in Oklahoma. I wish you guys would have been racing, but yeah, you made our life in the pits that weekend uh, a little more entertaining. Way more entertaining. Not a little. Way more. Let's be yeah. honest here. We're, we're here. We're here for the fun. We're here for the party. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited. I, I hope you guys make it to Sturgis because Sturgis is just fun. I yeah. can't I can't wait for Hopper to get to Sturgis. Oh man, I can't wait. I've never been to Sturgis, let alone, you know, Sturgis during bike week. And uh I've heard a lot of stories about bike week. Um, you know, I grew up my grew up with my granddad. He my I was always hanging out with my granddad, and you know, he was part of that like Vietnam vet era, all these like guys with long beards and lots of beer and my grandpa didn't have bikes, but like a lot of the, all the old birds that he hung out with and I hung out with by default were all bikers with, you know, the old Harleys. And so, man, I'd hear some crazy stories and, you know, here I am, little 12 year old hopper, just all wide eyed and bushy tailed, listen to the stories about it. So now I'm finally getting to go. I'm like, oh boy, let's see. Let's see if any of these stories are true or not. So I've never been, uh, you'll be. If we go, you'll you'll probably regret hanging out with us a little bit. Randy's <laughs> not. Yeah, Randy's not going. Sadly. Oh, oh man, that's so, like you went to Oklahoma, but you're not going to Sturgis. That's a poor life choice, man. Uh, well, he, he's he's newly married. Before Oklahoma, I was not a race car driver. After Oklahoma, I have a half torn apart rock crawler. We're trying to make a race car. So I got like 190 days before Hammers. And part of a Toyota with the LS in it. Ooh. Toyota with the LS in it. That's well, cool. I'm going to say congratulations to you because you, sir, are winning the plan ahead for Hammers next well, year. Well, let's take a pause here. I, in the group text, sent out a question regarding logistics for Hammers, and somebody called me an idiot, Zach. 
So I don't know what that's all about. You're you're praising these guys, and then you called me an idiot earlier. So I'm not sure what's going on here. Goodness, double standards much? A little bit, a little bit. But he's working on a car. You just wanted to know where you were going to be sleeping at night. I well, I was wanting to know what was going to be pulling what, where, well, and that <laughs> is a valid concern. See, so, so you're. you're- with us if we show up is my daughter she's coming to co-drive and that's a chuck jr and it's terrifying it's oh she, my. she ran off a grown-ass band our pits and hammers this year oh wow came it was just kind of talking trash after we had a very very long day. so i want to i just want to know what channel you guys are going to be on so i can like listen to you on the radio man during the, the big race Oh, the two of us yelling at each other is spectacular. Yeah. yeah, we should GoPro their car. Oh, yeah. We should totally put the GoPro with the in-cab uh, radio feed so we can hear it. It's going to be a lot of blowing out. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, no filters. So no one's going to really be able to understand. It's just be a long beat. <laughs> How old is your daughter? 18. Oh, man. You're going to take your 18-year-old daughter to Sturgis yes and be completely fine with it <laughs> yeah there's gonna be yeah yeah i mean if she's anything like you there's gonna be like some carnage in her wake <laughs> yeah yeah there's nothing that anyone can say to her that she has not heard so far before so she is there yeah well shoot i i hope you're there yeah and, and it was, uh, <laughs> was it came in one guy, came, it was just, just kind of like harassing me, but it was, that hammer was long. We, that after we broke the shock. Yeah, we, we broke the shock. I was fully concussed and went to sleep for like two days. Yeah, we, we drove 100 miles on three shocks. Wow. Just to get finishing points. And someone came in and said something about, I don't even know what it was, but she looked at him and ripped him <laughs> up one side down the other. And if he had a tail, it would have been tucked between his legs all the way up to his nose. So he, he came into your pit talking smack. Just kind of razzing, just just kind of talking a little trash, but she went full mama bear bulldog. Uh-huh. And I'm let familiar him with this. Point that he left. Wow, that's impressive. Was it yeah. John Grounds? It was not. Oh. <laughs> she probably would have made him cry. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's awesome. Yeah. So who else? So she's going to co-drive for you since Randy's not there. Who else yeah. is? Uh, who else is going with you guys to Sturgis? Uh, Lana's supposed to fly in, so my race wife. She'll be there for photos and stuff. Um, you oh, when, know, you, you, when you say your race wife, yeah, you don't. You guys don't have race wives. Well, uh, I think I know. Is it? Zach's getting all weird over want, here. I thought I thought she told me that she was your sister. Oh no, we're we're siblings that never wanted to have siblings that shouldn't be related. <laughs> she, she's my we go racing and that's yeah. Gotcha. And she was the one posting all the posts on the way to uh Oklahoma, right? She was the one that, that poked the bear while we were broke down in the truck service center camping in the back storage lot and i kept telling her stop screwing around you're gonna find out <laughs> I'm not in the mood i'm not in the mood i'm not in the mood 
kept scooting around, so I took her flip flops and threw them on the top of a semi reaper trailer that was parked next to us. Oh. <laughs> Did she go after him? I we had to send one of the kids up with her. Oh, ladder. Oh, that's awesome! I love it. Yeah, yeah no, lost my race bike, so she tries to keep me in check. I keep her in check. Yeah, we don't have those. No. I think maybe Hopper is our race wife. Whatever, whatever. I mean, you wish. Okay, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta run this idea by you. Hopper hasn't heard about this yet. Um, oh, I knew great. that this would be you would be the perfect guy to help egg this on. I'm in. So we all know what happens at Sturgis Steering Bike Week. I don't because I've never been there. So we're taking our groms. We're going to be going downtown, doing wheelies and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, I think riding on the back with Hopper. Yeah. Well, wait until I tell you the idea because you might not want to do that. Oh my god! I think that Hopper needs to ride downtown in Sturgis on his grom with his suspenders, no shirt. You know that way it's easier for you to make dollar bills. <laughs> And uh, maybe just your tidy whities Well, one, I don't wear tidy whities <laughs> I'm not here to debate that. But suspenders, underwear, Grom, Hopper, and Sturges. I feel like you could probably cover our fuel bill. I, I feel I'm like... Still, people... What? I'm still in. Well, see? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Dust butt or butt to butt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. With just your suspenders on, I think people might give you some cash. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, oh, we could. Oh, yeah, yeah see? old old ladies love snapping my suspenders. I don't know what it is, but it is not uncommon for me to be out in public somewhere, and some eighty-year-old little old Betty White-looking little bird comes up to me and just smacks, just snaps me with the suspenders. I'm like, where did that come from? I. I don't know, but maybe, maybe I'm five dollars per snap. Yeah, maybe maybe these suspenders awaken some primal instinct, <laughs> and uh, we might make some money. So now imagine downtown Sturgis and a topless hopper with red suspenders. Well, now that you mention it, I do in my Amazon cart have a pleather vest and pleather assless chaps. I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, hit by yet. Uh, I, I have to apologize to all of our listeners. I started this conversation. You just ended it. Yes, I did. You're welcome. Hey, Hopper. Yes. You guys, vendors, look, we can just wrap. Ooh. Can wrap. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk. Let's talk later. Let's talk later. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach. I don't think Zach has the stomach to follow through what he just started. I don't. Maybe we should <laughs> just go better. to. Maybe we should just go to Snoop Dogg on Saturday night and call it kid. Well, I'll be there. I'm excited. Snoop. Are are Chuck? Are you more of a Quiet Riot fan or a Snoop Dogg fan? My playlist is all of it. Yes. Good man. I, I know that we ha we all get free admission into the Buffalo Chip on Friday. The band is Quiet Riot. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not quite old enough to get it. Um, but I am going. I am going Saturday to Snoop Dogg. So 
one thing one thing oh. to know about Zach is I'm a little so I'm riding up with Zach and and us and then you guys so Bravo. you're gonna have to help me because Zach's playlist is a lot of like John Mayer Ed what? Sheeran the like freaking acoustic guitar like jam band like I'm gonna fall asleep like the with the flutes yeah flutes literally none of that Whatever. Every time I ride in your car, I'm like, what kind of freaking fairy music are we listening to now? Uh, Leonard Skinnerd. You that's not playing when I'm the in Eagles. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. I don't know what playlist you recall. Have the you ever even versions? written? What's that? Is it all just the acoustic versions? Yeah, deep cuts. No. So you yourself. <laughs> Also, Florida Georgia Line. Well, yes, yes, I do play a lot of Florida Georgia Line. I have no problem admitting that. He probably drinks White Claws. I don't drink White Claws. Oh, hey, hey, hey. There's no hate with the White Claws. Well, hey, I have to say, I have to say, I can't, I can't diss too much because um, Jared Smith, who uh, was at Hammers with Josh Smith, introduced me to Truly's last hammers and i have to say i think truly's is like a ultra like floofy version of white claw if there's a such thing and i'm a fan so i guess i can't really talk thanks jared smith here's the thing with the white claws i catch all the crap drinking the white claws but think of the crowd that shows up that wants the white claws you got a point go to the rv that's full of white claws all the (laughs) 40 Rain out of beer. Fair enough. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, they make great vodka sodas. You take a drink and then you top it off with vodka. So that would bring me back to Florida Georgia line. I mean, <sighs> I who's going to a Florida Georgia line versus who's going to a Clint Black concert? Who would you hang out with? Exactly. You are Buffalo so Bunny deceived. versus Cougars. Well, Those aren't I, Cougars at that point. Those are like second generation. They probably, Clint have, Black, they probably have big bank accounts. I mean, like, I got a race car. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you kind of are. I mean, I'm always I'm always looking for big bank accounts. I'm I'm sitting pretty comfortable where I'm at. I'm not gonna lie. No, you're not. Oh yeah, I've 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 got a. Uh, well, I would a sugar mama. I, I don't. Your unpaid fuel bill from last trip would beg to differ. Oh, here we go. Oh my here gosh, go. I haven't paid for my Chinese food yet either. Actually, you did. Well, not to me. Uh, to me, you paid it off last time. Anyway, okay. So, I uh, I am actively looking for cash, and uh, depending on what stage of of life I'm in, where how badly I want to get my own shop or a new you know, race car type vehicle. I'm willing to do a lot of things for cash. Um, yeah. Well, I figured uh, I get what, like $5 for every post of the drum writing with me writing on the back, right? Oh, yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring fairy wings. <laughs> you're a, you're a, a very savvy businessman here. You are making a, <laughs> an interesting <laughs> proposal. I mean, Sturges, San Francisco, it's tomato tomorrow. <laughs> potato potato yeah. oh no, man we're, 
we're really getting into the weeds we here. So weeds. let's. I do have a like the circle back around to something you mentioned earlier. Um, you said uh, when you were talking about race car, something about twin turb skis in the old boost department. Uh, that's pretty. I feel like that's pretty cool. Like you don't hear a ton of twin turbos, at least that I have. I mean, usually it's a single turbo or a like a supercharger or something. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that, or is that top secret race stuff? Oh, no, I wish more people would get into it. They're they're missing the boat. Um, I'm pretty sure we are. I think we're one of the only air to water intercooled twin turbo cars. Oh, air to water on top of twin turbos. Yes. You are a man of class. So we uh, we took a lot of. A lot of grounds from the drag race world. I got a buddy here local that does uh, Matt's Fab Shop. He does a ton of drag stuff, all turbo stuff, uh, all LS, all LS, mm. yeah. holy holy engine management, uh, precision turbos. Uh, so for the longest time, we we're just running eBay turbos. Yes, it, it was a struggle to step up to good turbos. Yes, because it was really awesome to tell people those are just ebay turbos man those are like make an offer 200 dollars each mm-hmm. wow just fair yeah so that's I, I i bought a uh 2004 uh suburban with the 5.3 vortec with the express intent of doing what i like to call it a ching chong turbo off of ebay and call it the sleeper bourbon so i can roll the window down to corvettes in the city at stoplights and like hey want to go to gapple bees i'll buy you some gapple sauce like that's the only reason i want to do is just so i can yell that out the window yeah. the like, Nagasaki boys make the or the party yes yes gosh yeah. yeah so we spent a little bit of time with that and knock on wood we're I, we got a dial i mean I said I've got I've got some oil pressure issues right now, but none of that has been since the new engine package, uh, and it makes killer power on low boost. Hmm. Ten pounds of boost, and it's eleven hundred horse, twelve hundred maybe. It's eight fifty to the wheels. Wow, ten pounds of boost. It's not even trying. That's amazing. Yeah, like this this gets me super excited. Like this is this is like some of the best things out there in life is like, I don't know. I'm really excited right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's that's, those, it's those Trulies and white claws you've been drinking, whatever. Well, See, there's Zach. He's trying to drag us back down again, trying to keep our conversation wholesome. Right. Wholesome. With ass. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Anyway, well, what else you got? Any other questions for Chuck? We've gone from one end <laughs> of the spectrum all the way to the other and back again. I don't know if there's anything we didn't cover. We've experienced some pretty highs and some low lows tonight, and I've loved every minute of it. Hey, so let's give, we got a few minutes, give Randy a little bit for what he's about to do. Yeah, so... You briefly mentioned Toyota Hammers, 190 days. Yeah. So I joined up for the 
rookie King of the Hammers Ultra Four contest that they put on. Oh, and yes. All right. I've been waiting got, for somebody we knew to get into it. this. So I got part of it. And uh, since I co-drive with Chuck in 4,800 EMC, I can only race 4,400 because, you know, we're smart like that. <laughs> so we are racing Friday 4,800 in this car. And we are racing Saturday 4,400 in a 1981 Toyota with the LS in it. Oh, my. Oh, my. On, on one tons and uh, King 3.0 IBPs. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. my. New hero right there. Right there. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be so freaking exciting. We are going to be pulling up to the starting line in basically a full-body Toyota. Doors that open and close, fender, the doors might open and close, <laughs> and bed, sides. This fat kid is not climbing through an opening door window if I need to get out. Yeah. I've, so, I've up. so what, last Saturday, the truck drove in the shop, and by the end of the day, it, it was completely tore apart with no suspension, and the frame was cut off. Wow. Yeah. I like where this is going. And the axles are sitting on a frame jig. Nice. Well, yeah, you sounds like uh, you've got a lot, just a little bit of work to do before hammers. I mean, totally doable. It's we terrifying. Had a nice, we had a nice, calm hammers prep prepared this fall. Now we have to build a whole car and rebuild a whole car. Oh, my gosh. So and most of it's just the two of us. Let, let me let me tell you the worst part of the plan or the part that I'm fearing the most. And again, we could go back and blame this on John Grounds if we want. Typically, we, we race UTV. We race Thursday, right? We decompress yeah. on Friday. We go home Saturday morning. Not now. Which, which takes two days. Now I feel like we're going to be at Remote Pit 2 on Saturday at 6 p.m. Yeah, and Friday. What? Look at all that head, that head shaking. Yes, that's happening right so now. So what you're saying is I need to prepare my boss that we will also be taking Monday off. Yes, 100%. Unless you want to drive all night Sunday. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. I'll, I'll I mean, kill my to, boss. Remember the AC business? This is the cell. Mm -hmm. This is the assumptive cell. Mm -hmm. I yes. like where this is going, but I'm terrified of where this we is are going. So the help you are prepared to give us it's amazing well I mean, it's I, awesome. you I guys are great i can't believe you offered it up I, I mean i mean <laughs> you're, you appreciate yeah i i appreciate this opportunity for the sticker <laughs> oh 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 well i hey i i have a fire suit i did buy a red fire suit so i guess we're good to go there you Perfect. go yeah i got you got an apron i got a helmet and fire suit zach's got a radio we're set and i got a bucket of whatever it is <laughs> do uh do you guys feed the help that's what i need to know oh probably yeah most right. of my idiots are, they don't like us they're, they're, yeah well i guess i guess we, well, i guess we're helping then huh i mean for white claws and hot dogs
There is usually a Traeger with tri-tips on it in our pit, uh, too. All right, say no more. Garlic and salt on the car. Say no more. <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting, man, that you got into this rookie competition. I've been following along. Like I said, I've been waiting for somebody that we were kind of in with that we knew to, like, get in. Because um, none of our close buddies in the UTV world are really interested or, or haven't tried so we're uh, we're hitching our wagon to your horse here. We're gonna we're gonna follow along. I mean, I want to. Yeah, we're just gonna keep people posted on what's going on, man. I love this contest that that Koh came up with. I think it's a brilliant idea. I've talked to Courtney a little bit about it. I mean, I know she's put a lot of thought and time and work into this, but it's really a cool deal. And a lot of you guys are gonna get some great exposure out of it. I think. Yes, sir. Especially when you roll up in a eighty-one shit box with oh, a freaking 100%. with a freaking I'm power plant. I'm just gonna sit in the car with a clipboard, and I'm just gonna count approximate values of what we passed. <laughs> <laughs> Our goal was to get five million. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, this is the kind of stuff that you know, like. I love ultra four. I love racing, but this is, this is why I love it is because of, you know, Hey, we're going to take a, we're going to take a shitbox Toyota and we're going to freaking put a freaking powerhouse into it. Like there's all these things about it, about racing. That's just more than racing for me. You know, like some guys love racing because they like to race. They like to go fast, which I get, but my thing is I love what goes into making you go fast. So I get super excited when I hear about builds like that, or when I hear about twin turbo LS motors, like I love that type of stuff. That's what, that's what really gets me going. You had me well, try to. Horrified, is it, uh, so many people help you get there. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, we, we had motor dramas one year. I was walking through big B's trailer with their crew guy looking for head gaskets. I mean, just, hey man, you got any head gaskets I can replace? That kind of, so that's what's cool. Yeah, I have to agree with you there too. The, the community. The community, it's, yep. it's just great. We say that all the time. Yeah. All well, right. It looks like our, uh, it looks like our driver has got the whole suspension put on the UTV in the front. He's waiting to use his impact gun, so we should probably wrap should up. Should I tell him now that he put everything on on the wrong side? <laughs> hey, how many left-hand turns are there at Sturgis? He'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be good to go. All right, well, thanks for meeting us this evening on, uh, on the podcast. We appreciate you guys taking time. Um, Man, I, I, we're going to get you guys to Sturgis. Like, you got to be at Sturgis. So, I'm looking forward to that in a week. Um, but, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for being cool and not being, like, a jerk when we met you uh, at the last race. That was cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shoot. That was a good one, Zach. Should we wrap it up? I think so. Oh,
I feel like we still got a little bit of work to do tonight. Yeah, I feel like there's maybe more than a little bit. Oh! He's ready. Yeah. Uh, we will. I'm going to post more about this uh, later in the weekend. Uh, we are planning on doing a uh, a little bit of a live show at Sturgis, kind of like what we did at Oklahoma. Um Miles might come by and hang out with us for a little bit. Sorry, Miles, I just committed you to like doing that. Um, but I think we're still working out the exact location and the time. But Thursday night at the Sturges race, everybody that's at the Ultra Four race, we want you to come out um, and hang out with us while we do a podcast. We might bring a lot of guys in for like quick five minute. Hey, what's going on? Hey, look, here's Chuck. Chuck, come over here. Tell us something funny. <laughs> Tell us how your trip's going or whatever. Um, yeah, we just want to get as many guys, uh, as we can up there. And I know that it's going to be a big race. So stay tuned to our Facebook and our Instagram. We'll let you guys know when and where next week. Um, yeah. And we will have a sweet live episode and I'm sure that the episode after Sturgis Mm. is going to be good. Redacted, heavily redacted. Yeah. (laughs) Heavily edited. Yeah. That too. Uh, We'll see. I guess that gives you the – we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys on edge, right? Yeah. You're going to want to see how Sturgis goes. So thanks for listening this week. We'll catch you all next week. Everybody have a safe trip out to Sturgis, and uh, we'll see you all there. You've been listening to The Pit Guys. Follow us on Facebook. Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the races.